Hello and welcome to episode 128 of the Teach on Teach Wrong podcast. I'm Katie, I'm your host, and this podcast is especially for teachers to help us with our personal development. However, today I'm going to be talking about something to do more with professional development, which we don't often, in fact, ever really do on this podcast. And the reason why is because a few of you have reached out to me over the last few weeks or so and have expressed that one of your struggles is how to differentiate for your students easily and on the spot that doesn't involve hours of prep and printing on, you know, all the rainbow colored paper and varied fonts. Because as much as we'd love to do that, it is just not sustainable. We cannot physically tailor every resource to 30 bodies in a room. And I get it. And I love how passionate you are about wanting to meet all of your students' needs. And I know how it feels to feel guilty, like you're almost letting them down when you can't differentiate the way you want to. I get it. So although technically this is professional development, it's helping you in your teaching, it is actually helping you with the personal side of things by changing mindset a bit and also helping you with productivity and helping you be an efficient teacher by just adjusting a few things that you do. So this very reason, the differentiation struggle, was exactly the reason why I came up with a bank of ideas for ways that I can differentiate a lot more off the cuff. That doesn't take much time and it's more like a mindset shift and trying to remember a few key things when teaching. So I want to share with you today a couple of ideas that you can take away and try out in your classroom. This involves knowing your students quite well, obviously, because we're going to be tailoring your teaching to suit your students. So it's an expectation that you know your students. If you don't know them and they're a new class or you're covering for whatever reason, you should have some class information on your students so you can see special needs or something. And sometimes after many years of experience, you can kind of learn quite quickly about someone just by speaking to them for a minute or two. You can kind of gauge where someone's at and how to differentiate. So make sure you know your students quite well. Take some time speaking to them. Read up on their history and their learning profile look through their books and see if they struggle in particular areas, pay attention to how they're responding to certain tasks that you have. Okay, this is not an overnight thing. It takes a long time to get to know people. So firstly, give yourself a break, all right? It's really challenging to do this and to do it effectively. Okay, so the first idea is to target a range of learning styles in your everyday delivery of lessons. So what does that mean? Well, as you're aware, there are four main ways that people learn. So you have visual by using images, pictures, diagrams, sketches, etc. We've got oral, which is sounds, music, listening, kinesthetic, which is physical, touching, moving and doing, and then verbal. It's to do with words, speaking, writing, reading. Okay. Therefore, when planning your lessons, try to hit a few of these different styles at once. And don't worry, it's not as hard as it sounds. It's actually really easy and you may be doing it without even realizing it already. It just takes a bit of awareness at first. Here's an example. Say you're explaining something to your class, you're using oral. All you need to do is add a few other learning styles. So you could have some props handy, hold something up. That's your kinesthetic. Maybe you're using that prop, maybe you're demonstrating it. Or have a PowerPoint up on the board with some images. That's your visual. And you could even add some text or ask them to make notes. 
that's their verbal. And maybe you could even get students to do a matching activity with some cards. That's kinesthetic. Bam, all learning styles covered and in no time at all. Kind of effortless, really. It just takes a bit of thought and awareness. And the key is to mix it up and allow your students to access your lesson how they learn best. And you do that by tapping into a range of different learning styles. Okay, we all know how tedious it is when we're in those meetings or those presentations and that person is just droning on at us for an hour. The problem usually isn't with what they're saying. It's normally very interesting and relevant, but sometimes it's the delivery and it's the fact that they're only catering to auditory learners, for example. Whereas if you mix up how you deliver your content, throw in some visuals, so throw in some props, something kinesthetic, throw in some auditory, whatever, what you do is you will reach more of your students' needs and enable them to learn with confidence. Okay, so next time you're delivering a lesson, if you're relying solely on just speaking, think, okay, how else could I attack the other learning styles? What else could I throw in here that's going to reach my kinesthetic learners, right? If you want to know more about your students' learning styles so you can cater to their needs because it's really important you know how your students learn, you can actually give them a learning style quiz. And then all you need to do is keep a record of the results for your personal file. So you'll know, okay, I've got 50% of my students are kinesthetic. I need to make sure I've got something physical for them to be using in lesson. Now, there are loads of free quizzes to choose from online, but I quite like uh, the one from Education Planner. I'll put a link to it in the show notes as it offers some practical suggestions for each learning style as well, which is really helpful as a teacher. The show notes, by the way, are always at teachersresourceforce.com forward slash podcast. And then the number is the episode. So in this case, it'll be forward slash 128. So go to that link and you'll find the link to the learning style quiz that you can get your students to take and then keep that information. Another idea is for you to consider your questioning techniques. Now, I know we've all been there. It is easy sometimes to let a few students dominate during whole class questioning. Okay, it is easy to do that. There are like, you normally have five or six who just love answering questions in class, but then you'll have a selection who don't like it and they won't answer. So as easy as it is to let them dominate and feel like you've done a whole class discussion, it's better if everyone's able to answer something in your lesson, okay? So this next tip will help you scale your questioning so that you can differentiate to your students' individual needs without the need a million extra resources for them okay and this is just in questions this is just thinking about how can you adapt your questions for each student so there are kind of three tiers that I like to work with the first tier is for students who require the most support so when asking them questions it really helps if you give them advance notice that you're going to ask them a certain question in a few minutes so you could come up to a student and say listen I'm going to ask you something about this in two minutes. So have a think about what you want to say, okay? And then I'll come back to you. This is really helpful in giving those with less confidence or who require more thinking time an opportunity to prepare what they're going to say. It's also beneficial if you have some questions displayed somewhere for them so they can read them over a few times and prepare as well, maybe up on the board or printed on a sheet for them. And for some of our students, it's a really big deal to answer questions out loud in front of their peers. So we want to be able to set them up for success and advance notice will really help them with that because they'll feel prepared and you're more likely to get a more thoughtful and considered response out of them. 
The second tier is for students who require medium support, I would say. Now with these students, if you've asked them a question and they're drawing a blank or they're shooting back short answers or they're just saying, I don't know, like with the look of, please get away from me, stop asking me questions in front of everyone, I'm very uncomfortable right now, (laughs) you know the look. Don't let them off the hook so easy because their instinct is to say, I don't want to answer this question, please go away. So I'm just going to tell you I don't know when I really do just because I don't want to answer. So with these kinds of people, you can offer prompts or reword the question for them or perhaps start with a more simple closed question and then build them up to stretching to more open-ended questions. Or just give them some breathing space and say, no worries, you think about it, we'll come back to this one later and you can let me know what you think then. And don't be afraid to ask the same student a few questions to challenge and stretch them further. Right, so we're using this as an experience to get to know them and differentiate for them and challenge them. Okay, and the final tier is for those students who require perhaps the least support. With them, you can start to stretch and challenge them in your questioning. So, target these students with more open ended questions, encourage more higher order thinking, ask them to justify and explain their reasoning or give examples. Okay. Really try and stretch them too, because differentiation is not just about catering for the less able. We also want to push those at the top too. It's about taking each student where they currently are and moving them forward, no matter who they are and what their ability is. So the ones who require least support, in quotes, also need differentiating too. They need to be challenged. So just use of questioning is a very simple, but also an incredibly effective way to differentiate for each of our students. Those are two ideas for how you can easily differentiate for your students without needing to commit to too much time of preparing. If you like these ideas and you want more, I have got a few more tricks up my sleeve actually. These tips came from an email course I created a few years ago on differentiation. If you haven't signed up to this email course yet and you want to know more, you can enroll for free by going to ecoursesforteachers.com forward slash differentiation. And you will receive one practical tip in your inbox every day for a week, offering you a range of strategies and ideas for easy differentiation that you can apply in your own classroom. It has got an action step for each day, some homework that you can take away and actually implement. But as with anything, you have to put in the work. Just reading up on information doesn't miraculously make you good at it. So make sure you do these steps and apply them and you will see that you're able to differentiate for your students without needing to suck up all the life and soul out of you, right? So I hope that has helped. Remember, you can always find the links to everything mentioned in each episode and in this one, you might wanna remember the learning styles quiz and the differentiation email course. So you can find the links to those by going to teachersresourceforce.com forward slash podcast forward slash 128. And if you found value in this podcast, please share it with a teacher friend Knowing that you're helping this podcast grow shows me that you value what I'm doing here, the amount of time and effort it takes for me to put these out to you for free. And that really inspires me to continue creating this podcast for you. So thank you for all you do to support me. I really appreciate it and I hope this helps. Continue to teach on and teach strong and I'll catch you next time. Bye.